ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Not Another Film Podcast. This is the podcast where we take movies we used to love as kids and we uh, re-examine them in the harsh and sobering light of 2019. Only one more week, one, a week and a half of 2019. And today, folks, we are uh, we are actually not doing our typical nostalgia, and unfortunately, we are not doing a spoiler alert episode on the rise of Skywalker like we promised. Ooh, Inst- you think we're gonna zig? We zag, baby. Instead, Lauren got her Christmas present, oh! and we are doing a spoiler alert episode on cats. Meow. <laughs> Imagine that I just yelled meow and then poofed into thin air, just like Idris Elba in this film. Okay. Ah, my my brain has been exploding for the last two and a half hours. I know, isn't it great? No, I feel like I'm gonna die. Yeah, but you're gonna go to the heaven side lair once you do. It's first of all, it's heavy side lair. It's heaven side. Well. That's not what it said when they showed the the beauty school dropout stairs and it said heavy side. First of all, Ian, there is no truth in cats. There is no good. There is no bad. There is no right. There is no wrong. There's just cats. There's just cats. There's just cats. Everything is cats. Okay. um, Lauren, why- You don't exist. I don't exist. The only thing that's real in this world is cats. Lauren, why did you want to see this movie? (laughs) God, where do I even start? Um, The music, the cats- the cats. <laughs> when did you? When did you know, Lauren? When? Oh, when man. did you know exactly in your heart mm-hmm. when you saw this trailer? When you heard about mm-hmm. it? When it was mm-hmm. announced? Mm-hmm. When did you know? I'm gonna be there opening night the same weekend that a Star War comes out. Um, second one of the trailer. <laughs> I've been so excited for this film for so long. And you know what? It didn't disappoint. It lived up to every single one of my expectations and it truly exceeded them. That's great. Truly exceeded my every wildest dream. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, have you seen the musical? No. <laughs> have you seen the video recording of the musical? No. Nope. Like VHS? No. Nope. Have you ever listened to the soundtrack? Uh, Vaguely. Vaguely. Okay. I always hated the stage show. So, fun fact. I guess I I was a musical theater person, uh, and I always hated Cats on principle because I was too cool to like Cats, the longest running musical of all time. Um, But then I saw the trailer for this, and I was like, this is something truly special that I I need to witness, and I need to be there for in the largest crowd possible. The way that we did tonight, um, with truly... The largest crowd possible. The 17 people that no, were in there, the theater I would like to at say the 705 showing on opening night of Cats. There were at least 35 people there, and we were sitting at the back of the theater, which was all of the people who were having a wonderful communal experience. Uh, where oh, we, we all, were having a jellical ball back there. Yeah, truly. We just all descended into madness roughly around the same time. It was like us, a group of theater people behind us, and then a couple next to us that started the night looking pretty serious. We were worried that they they weren't going to hang. And then the, the uh, boyfriend of the couple just slowly, slowly descended into true By madness. minute 20, this dude looked like Joaquin Phoenix and Joker. I he was, was... Thinking, he looks like both characters in The Lighthouse. <laughs> 
Like, by the end of this, he looked like Robert Pattinson looking into the light in the lighthouse. Which is funny because for, like, 30 minutes of this movie, I could have sworn that the actor who played Mr. Mistopheles was Robert Pattinson. It should have been Eddie Redmayne. Should have been. It should have been Eddie Redmayne. Like, it's insane that, it, that Eddie Redmayne somehow didn't end up in this film. What, is your, what are your feelings on Tom Hooper, the director of this film? Uh, fine. Fine. I have no strong feelings either way. Have you seen The King's now Speech? I, I mean, now I'm sure he's a genius. Like, now I'm like, this man is a genius. Okay, so have you seen The King's Speech? No. You've, oh, you've never seen The King's I Speech? I have never seen The King's Speech. Wow. Damn. I mean, it Good got such you. a ringing endorsement from you, Ian. It's the Green Book of 2010. <laughs> yeah, wow. Why would I not dedicate two hours of my life to that? Um, um, have you seen Les Mis? Yes, the... I've seen Les Mis. Okay, have you seen The Danish Girl? No. Okay, so the only two movies you've seen from this Academy Award winning directing are his two musicals. Yes. Which did you prefer, Cats or Les Mis? Oh, Cats. <laughs> Why? Uh, I had a great time in Les Mis, but you know, I feel like Cats... Les Mis is a tough hang. Les, Les Mis, Mis is, is not a great a time. Hang. You know what's a great hang? Cats. <laughs> like, I feel like tonight... I'm gonna I... go home, casually throw on Les Mis... Oh shit, Fontaine, my girl's coming up. Let's see this Oscar-winning performance. I feel like Jennifer Hudson tried to do the exact performance that Anne Hathaway gave as Fontaine. There is so much but snot. But as a cat. There's so much snot coming out of, of Jennifer Hudson's nose in this She's movie. She's at an 11 at second one in this film. Tears are running down her face the first time you see her. So, could you explain her character a little bit? Um, Jennifer Hudson is probably like... Doing the most legit dramatic work in this movie. Yes. Some of the only legit dramatic work in this movie. Um, if she wasn't in this movie, I would swear to God, this is a kid's film. Yeah. Um, and they're marketing as a kid's film based on the previews that we saw before the movie, which were mostly for kids' movies. Yeah. Um, we're looking at you, Doolittle. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we're looking at you, whatever the fuck this movie's gonna be. <laughs> um, Grisabella uh, is the glamour cat. Uh, it's yeah, no, I got that. That's all they sang for three and a half straight <laughs> minutes. And then the line after that song was done, so who is she? <laughs> because, spoiler the alert, cat. the fucking glamour cat tells me nothing about the personality of this. Yeah, no, she. it's it's all very nebulous in both versions. Um, she is an older, kind of scraggly cat that is a... Um, that is like a pariah amongst the other cats. It is inferred because she was a sex worker. <laughs> um, I believe what we were supposed to- To whom? I believe- To, we were, to McCavity. I believe what we're supposed to understand is that she belonged, like in the literal sense, I believe we're supposed to believe that she belonged to a very rich family and was like a very luxurious like house cat for a very rich family. And then they, for some reason, kicked her out when she got old. And so she is representative of, like, the life that they could have had, um, like, of luxury, but then she got thrown out onto the streets. Okay, I want to pause really quick. Yes. For those of you who don't know, um, actually, here, you keep talking. I'm going to pull up the plot of Cats while you yeah. continue to talk about Jennifer Hudson's performance. Did you think Jennifer Hudson was good in this? No. I don't know that anyone was good in this. I don't think that good was the point of this film. Do you know what I mean? I feel like this, like, it's been said by many people more eloquently than me. Um, this movie doesn't exist on, like, the good-bad binary. This movie is its own realm of filmmaking. Sure. I. It's not a comedy. It's not a drama. It's not a kid's film. It's not an adult's film. It's just, like, it's, it's cats. 
Like, I, I can't think of any other way to describe it. Like, cats is cats. So, for those of you who cats, don't know. Cats is cats, and cats are cats, and cats are and cats. And cats, cats, cats. And cats. So, for those of you who don't know, um, and, and I didn't know this, so Cats was the first play I ever saw in my life. What? Yeah. You've seen Cats? Oh, yeah, I saw Cats. What? My grandmother took me to Cats. Ian knew nothing about Cats seeing this film. No, and I've seen the play. Ian multiple times turned to me and said, what is happening? Because I, I didn't know what was happening, and now I'm going to tell you what's Ian happening. Ian was horrified from second one. By the way, second one of this film is a view of the clouds and a moon, and then there's a cat face in the clouds. There's a cat face in the clouds, so you know you're in the right movie, baby. So you know we're in Cat's World. They wanted to know. They said, you know, we know we're coming out the same day as Star Wars. Mm-hmm. We got to let people know from Jump, this, this is, is Cats. This is not Star Wars. This is not Star Wars. This is we not your dumb... There are clouds in Star Wars, there we will not be a speeder emerging from those clouds. There will only be a cat emerging this from those clouds. This is Cloud Kitty. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I did not know this yes, until. Yes, please, please share. Until looking please it up. Please share with me. Well, and also I just saw the movie, which doesn't express this at all either. Yes. So Cats is a completely sung through musical. Yes. That is based on a 1933 poetry collection called Old Possum's Book of Practical Cats by T.S. Eliot. Yes. Which I knew that part. It tells the story of a tribe of cats called the Jellicles and the night they make the, quote, Jellicle choice deciding which cat will ascend to the heavy side lair and come back to a new life. Yes. So this musical... You didn't get any of that? I, I got some of it. The mechanics of... Of how the Jellicle choice works are still pretty nebulous oh, to me. Oh, Deuteronomy just chooses the person. It's just whoever sucks up to Deuteronomy. Who gave Deuteronomy that power? I truly don't know. I'm assuming, Why don't the cats revolt? I am assuming some sort of cat god. There's a cat god. Oh, oh there is a cat I'm god. I'm assuming cat god. Okay. Uh, I'm assuming that Deuteronomy is like the chosen one of cat god. Oh, so it's so this is a divine right of kings I also story. think it might just be because she's the oldest one. Which makes sense that she retains her power... Because she seems to kill every cat that gets close. So you think, okay, cool. That's what I was going to say. Maybe I was like, she's sacrificing the cats to get life force back. Yeah, and we think this is like a, a Dr. Sleep situation. Yes. Okay. Spoiler if, alert for Dr. Sleep for the I, seven of you that saw it. Can I just say that I feel like I understand that Grizabella's had a rough life. Grizabella's not that old in this version. She's got plenty of years. You could just treat her better in her current life Lauren rather than giving her a new life because you know who deserved a new life you know who truly deserved a new life well wait are we gonna say uh, the same no, person asparagus the theater cat yeah I was gonna say he Gus the theater cat he absolutely deserved a new life Ian Ian McKellen Ian McKellen deserved a new life he was lovely. He also was a true fucking professional in this film because he's the only one that truly, truly, truly committed to being a cat. Yeah. He was transcendent. He was rubbing up against walls. He was lapping milk out of a bowl. He was straight up saying meow constantly. He sang meow four times in a row in the background of a song that no yeah. one heard the words for. Do yeah. you do you like Andrew Lloyd Webber? Yes. What's your favorite Andrew Lloyd Webber show? Phantom of the Opera. Okay, why do you like Andrew Lloyd Webber? Phantom of the Opera. But, like, what do you like about his music? I like that it's, like, so operatic and dramatic. Like, I Okay, so it, you like that it's it's got kind of this sheen of, The like, drama. Yeah. That, I'm not in it for the realism. I'm in it for the pure fucking drama. Okay. 
Because that was the thing. I was like trying to look up some stuff about and about the Angela catchiness. Weber. He writes some catchy stuff. The lyrics are sometimes garbage, uh, but he does write catchy shit. I mean, yeah, but it's like sometimes you write Jesus Christ Superstar and sometimes you write. Cats. Oh, I love Jesus Christ Superstar. You know, I love Jesus Christ Superstar. That's yeah, very good. It's, it's very a good. Great, great show. But I, besides, like, can't wait till Tom Hooper makes that. <laughs> Cannot wait till in 2022 tom hooper makes jesus christ superstar starring jason derulo can't wait holy shit can't wait but they're going to use digital de-aging technology yes. to de-age the actual uh background because they are going to shoot it in the middle east yes uh but they're going to de-age everything to get back to biblical times yes because you got to do accuracy yeah of course otherwise like why would you do cats yeah this is obviously the testing ground for Jesus Christ Superstar, the musical, the movie. I mean, the end game is Jesus Christ Superstar, as yeah. it always has been and always will be. <laughs> They've got heaven on their minds. I'm not sure. I'm That's a, a little Andrew Lloyd Webber joke for you. I'm not, I'm not sure. I'm, 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 I'm hip on, on Andrew Lloyd Webber. He's great. I respect the, I respect the work. I respect the you hustle. You respect the hustle? I respect the hustle, Andrew. Game, recognized game. Yeah, I'm just not sure. I'm, I'm not the biggest of musical theater fans, and I'm... And so it's just sometimes a little hard for me to do it. Like, just kind of like to be okay with musicals. Mm -hmm. But sometimes I'm there. This one, I'm not there. No. But you kind of were, though. Lauren. I don't. Listeners, do not let Ian ever tell you that he did not <laughs> love this movie from beginning to end. Oh, no. I would never say I didn't. This movie was a masterpiece of what it wanted to be. Yes. But, or actually of what it didn't want to be. I don't know. That's the thing that drives me nuts about this movie is like, people signed off on this. Mm -hmm. People, this movie had a budget of $95 million. Yes. This like, like you, this is a huge, this is the big major holiday release from Universal this year. Yeah. They are putting their chips behind cats. Oh yeah. Against Star Wars. The movie isn't even finished, by the way. Like, literally, there's a point where there's, there like, are a... patches of like of like the effects kind of going in and out. Yeah, there's like a little glitch where it looks like James Corden's entire upper half disappears. Well, it does. It disappears into that cat suit because his body work is so good in this movie. Oh my god! Can we just like? They're all doing Juilliard level animal work. Okay, in this can film. we talk about our favorite cats? Lauren, if you can tell me you. the names, then I I will tell you the cats. Uh, okay. So Monkastrap is the uh, the narrator. Okay, Creepy. that guy. Okay, so I'll give you a rundown of what I felt about each of these characters. I would love to do that. Okay, so Monkastrap. Monkastrap, uh, okay. the narrator character, always looks like he's about to fuck everything he's looking at. That is accurate, yes. I'd say that at any point, any two of the cats could make out, and I would be like, that seems about right. This feels almost like that he episode of Spoiler sexual. Alert. It almost feels like the, the Anthony Mackie, um, Yaya Abdul-Martin second episode of um, Black Mirror, mm. where it's like, people that aren't supposed to be in these bodies in these bodies and just kind of like we could kind of do anything here we like could is fuck. is cats the movie just like an extended vr experience that no one else is aware of who's oh, actually man, playing somebody would pay for that oh yeah that's doing something for someone oh yeah Okay, so Monkus Trap always looks like he's trying to fuck everything. Wildly sexual energy, creating intense eye contact with everyone he has a scene with. Okay, give me another one. Uh, uh, Victoria, the white cat. Victoria gives the same face for the entire movie and does not seem to have any sort of a journey, even though the first line of the movie is, I want to be a jellical cat. And then at the end, Judy Dench is like, hey, guess what? 
Jellicles succeed. Mm-hmm. You're a Jellicle cat. Mm-hmm. Which I still don't know what that means. Jellicle success. I still don't know what that means to be a Jellicle no cat. No one does. It's okay. No one's in the history of cats has known what a Jellicle cat is. These cats seem to know. Okay. Also, there's a whole song about how we're all naming cats incorrectly, but then it doesn't tell us how to name cats. Like, mm-hmm. what the fuck is this song about? I don't know which... They say that every cat has three names. There's, like, your human name, your, like, tribe name, and your secret name. And every time that someone was introduced, I didn't What know is this what... fucking Beth Israel? This is not how you name cats. And then I didn't know which name they were introducing themselves by. Like, is Rum Tum Tugger his human name? Or is Rum Tum Tugger his cat name? Or his secret name? No, it's or he's got three rum, names. Is rum, rum is the name that Tom they call him. Tugger. I thought it was Tum, like the like the medicine. Like yeah, the antacid. Rum Tum Tugger. Oh, I thought you said Tom. No, Rum Tum Tugger. Oh, okay. Okay, uh Played so... by Terrence Mann, many people's sexual awakenings. Rum Tum Tugger is like the hot cat. No, Jason Derulo played the Rum Tum Tugger. Yeah, I'm saying in the original, Terrence Mann played him, and like many people watching the video of the original stage production were like, "Holy shit, I am into this." Okay. A bunch of theater kids had a sexual awakening. Okay, boomer. I've got one Rum Tum Tugger, and his name is Jason Derulo, and and he <laughs> yells milk. Oh my god. So Rum Tum Tugger, wildly sexual, also. Rum Tum Tugger. I was not prepared for Jason Derulo doing a Cockney accent in this film. He sings his whole song in a Cockney accent, yeah. and I could not understand a word he said. Yeah, no, they did not have a voice coach on this film. There was there were swaths of this film, and I'm pretty positive the lyrics make zero sense because there's they, no plot. They make no sense. Uh, and nothing nothing is real, and there is no God after Cats. Yeah, they, but, they made a mistake slowing down Mr. Mistopheles where you could hear the lyrics, and that was a that was a mistake. Oh, is that what happened? Yeah, it's a different version of it than in the play. Well, yeah, because they had to make it try to make sense in the plot. Does it come in the same place? Yeah. Oh, okay. So it's still like he's trying to bring back Deuteronomy? Yes. We'll we'll get to it. Okay. So Rum Tum Tugger... Rum Tum Tugger is um, is terrifying because it's a lot of Jason Derulo dancing and a lot of dance breaks in that number. Mm -hmm. And all of the dancing looks like... um, Oh, my God. How do I describe it? It looks like, you know, Clippy... The the safety pin or the, yes. the the safety clip the help the helper on Microsoft Word that's a safety pin, uh, that's a, a not a safety pin a paper clip paper clip paper there clip it so was right there in his name yeah you paper know that clip. yes so you know how if you d- ignore Clippy for a long time he randomly will kind of like crunch down and then try and jump up to get oh, your attention familiar yes every single dance move done by a cat in this movie looks like that except well, for except move. for francesca hayward's like actually like pretty nice ballet yeah that's the whole the thing end. with her character is that she's like the ballerina cat oh yeah she sings this terrible song written by taylor swift new song it's bad yeah we normally on this podcast we go through by plot but this show doesn't have a plot i read you the plot at the beginning yeah, i don't the, know the what plot, else you want the plot is literally like every cat comes forward and introduces themselves with a song yeah that's it it's and more of a review meanwhile the only like quote-unquote plot is Idris Elba. So I think we should talk about Idris Elba right now. So we're talking McCavity? Yeah, McCavity the mystery cat. Okay, so what does that mean to be a mystery cat? Um, He's a magician. There are two magician cats. There are two magician cats, but one is the magical Mr. Mistopheles, and one is McCavity the mystery cat. There are two different ones, and basically, like, basically Mr. Mistopheles is the good wizard cat. He's like the, he's like the Glinda the Good Witch. And then um, the He's like Ducky from 16 Candles, who is mm-hmm. definitely also into magic. Yeah. And then uh, Mr. McCavity 
is <laughs> Mr. McCavity. Is then there's do- good sir the Dr. McCavity. <laughs> Mr. McCavity, uh, the mystery cat is the the villain of our piece um who wants to go to the heavy side lair. Um by basically taking out all of his competition. It is it is said in the he song catnaps. It is said in his song that he has committed every crime known to man. I'm assuming known to man and cat. So I guess that includes So that means McCavity has murdered. Has murdered he's someone. Ab- he's absolutely a murderer. He has kidnapped someone. He has committed tax fraud. Mm-hmm. He has... Public indecency. Stood up child he is, support. He's horrifyingly naked for this entire film. Oh, our cat is clawing now, too. He knows that we're talking about his kind. Yeah, he's like, stop shit-talking my species. <laughs> um, so, McCavity is trying to go to the heavy side layer by basically uh, taking out all of his competition... By vanishing them. They should have rated this movie rated R and just literally had that cat killing people. Yeah. Because he kind of looks like the evil boogeyman from from Don't Look Under the Bed. He does. He's got these green eyes in his head. He's by far the most horrifying looking cat. He's one of those cats that's all muscle. He's like a panther cat. And I don't just mean that because he's like, he's Idris Elba. I mean that because it's like... The suit he's wearing is so skin tight, and they like kept in the impressions of his like six pack and his incredible pecs. His fur is the shortest, so his fur is very short and very shiny. So it basically just looks like Idris Elba's body, but with a li- fur. But with fur and very like oiled up. Yeah. And so he- how can something both be dry and oiled? <laughs> so he looks like a like, and he takes his. Jacket he looks off. like a greasy cat that hasn't been that's been brushed but hasn't been washed. Yeah. And he takes off his jacket, and he is smooth as a Ken doll. And he is dancing with, like, full-on pelvis forward. So he is just smooth. And then my favorite part of this character, my favorite part of this character, is that every time he, because he can teleport, basically. Because he's a mystery cat. He can teleport other people. And he can also teleport himself. And whenever he teleports himself, he has a catchphrase that he says as he disappears. No, he's got two catchphrases. He's got, and I said yeah, he has a different catchphrase every time. So he does the one, his prime one, which our theater like lost their abs, like truly chaos reigned. No one, no one could have seen this coming. Truly chaos reigned. I almost don't even want to tell you because I feel like you need to see it. I kind of okay, but like bottom line, we're gonna recommend this film to if you. you don't want to, if you don't want to hear what his catchphrase was skip forward 15 seconds 15 seconds uh so basically what he does is he says meow and then <laughs> vanishes or one time he goes McCavity. he says his own name uh so back anyway uh, all the spoiler free people welcome back wait there's one other thing that we didn't talk about that comes With up later McCavity? and this may be a good uh way to lead into another character yes please so McCavity, like we said he's in a coat for most of the movie and yes. then he's terrifyingly not in a coat yes He's wearing a fur coat. Yes. Whose fur is that? <laughs> I don't know. Lauren, That's are we to Ian, expect he's Ian. like Hannibal Lecter? Like he's showing up in no, like... No. It'd be like if you showed up in like a human suit. No, no, Ian. He's showing up in cat fur. This is not Ian, okay. there is a Hannibal Lecter in this, in this show. And it is not him. It is Jenny and Dots, played by Rebel Wilson. Okay, cool. That's a, what we're talking about who next. Who is a raging psychopath. She's like if Veruca Salt was a fat cat. Yeah, she literally zips off her fur 
to reveal and i'm not saying that pejoratively to rebel wilson i'm saying that because the the musical goes out of its way to be like she's a fat cat yeah her and james corden their main characteristics are fat are fat and clumsy well, because uh, fat people are notoriously clumsy. Yeah, Rebel, you know? half of what Rebel Wilson does in this film is fall over. She does the um, same stuff she, she does but, in literally but, but, every movie. Just so I can get through this. She unzips her fur at one point to reveal a sparkly vest underneath as like a dramatic costume change and another layer of fur. Yep. So she's also wearing a cat suit. And to which... That was also the culmination of a bunch of other horrific things that are that our viewing saw in that sequence because that's the third thing that happens the first thing that happens is that she reveals that she has a mouse choir that with, are mice with human faces with little children's faces on them they're kids they're little children trapped in the body of mice like it is truly nightmare fuel and then she has an army of cockroaches that, that are, are all humans. played by Jacob Tremblay. Uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. They're not, they're not, like, they're adults that are just, like, rockets, but they are cockroaches. And they are all over the food in this house. Also, they're flat in front like Ken. Yeah. And no people, dicks. People are eating them, but they're humans. It's horrific. It's terrifying. It's I, truly, it's like the episode of Rugrats where, like, Chucky wonders what life would be like without him in the It's a Wonderful Life episode. Yeah. And then Angelica is turned into like a giant monster oh, job of the hut and is drinking like tubs full of syrup. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what Jenny Jenny and Dots. Jenny and Dots, yeah. What also like who named this cat? Did yeah. she name herself based on the song? Is her name is this like is the is Jenny Endot's the name she's given herself? Is that her ladybird or I, is her name actually like princess? I wish that I knew. Um, okay, so moving on, we have the two uh, burglar cats. Oh yeah, whose names I don't remember right Rumple now. Rumple Teaser and Mungo Jerry. Yes, Rumple Teaser and Mungo. Jerry. These guys were my favorite. Really? Yeah. They were the most boring to me. They reminded me of the cats from Lady and the Tramp. Oh, okay. Which is not, that does not age well. Not but, aging like, well. But I kind of always enjoy like a, I, I enjoy a good like heist number. They were definitely approaching Victoria as many people were in this film as someone to groom for sex. Yeah. They were definitely, nuts. definitely angling for a threesome. They kept putting her in different rooms of this house being like, do you want to fuck in a bedroom? Do you want to fuck on a table? Do yeah. you want to fuck in the, in the study? They put jewelry on her and put her in human clothes? Essentially, these two cats' M.O.s are just to break into houses at night and just move shit around to make you a, up. a little annoyed. Like, they don't really ever take anything. They're just like, I'm just gonna move some stuff around and see if people notice. They're like fucking sociopaths. They're just little scamps. Which, maybe that's the joke. Do you think that's supposed to be the joke, that we think cats are sociopaths and, like, they're just... I think the joke is to just, like, cats fuck shit I think the joke is you're fucking idiots who spent $10 to come see this movie. I think that the whole thing is just cats are fucking assholes and we'll blame them for everything. Yeah, but Um, cats are not dogs. No, cats are not dogs as this end of this movie really hammers home okay okay so then we have james corden i feel oh. like we have to talk about james corden now. james corden's got the greatest name i've ever heard in my life yes do you would all right tell us james corden's name is buster buster jones baby also we realized that <laughs> the greatest fat cat name of all time yeah we realized three seconds in that um buster jones is our cat ty yeah 
um, who passed, who sadly passed away this year. Um, but we realized truly three seconds in, like, is this Ty? Because yeah. it's, he's just, can you, can you do the voice for me, Ian, just a little bit? Well, sort of James Corden's doing this. He's doing as <laughs> James Corden, but, but Ty always had a little bit of a Stewie Griffin-esque... Yeah, he's um, a little more of a, of a villain. Yeah, like a, like a Bond villain. Yeah, I feel like if Ty had, like, had been in the Mr. McCavity role, he definitely would have gotten to the heavy side layer. But he, because he wouldn't have done anything. He would have let them come to him. He would have gotten away with it. Yeah. Um, no, Bustopher Jones' whole song is just about how fat he is and how much he likes to... He's essentially Templeton the Rat. That's all he is. And he's the size of a rat, which we should talk about, because none of the cats are the correct proportions, and they apparently went through tons of uh, tons of trouble to try and make sure the proportioning of the set against these cat humans was correct, and it is not. How did they fail so badly? They're all like micro cats. Yeah, but that's James Corden's cat. I found him to oh, be. Oh, it's horrifying because awful. his entire song is just him diving into the trash and ravenously eating garbage. It's Templeton the Rat. Yeah, it's it's but like. And then doing I like shitty improv. I bits. can't explain to you, the horror of watching him just go to town on some trash, because it is something that will haunt your nightmares forever. Um, but I loved it. Yeah. I, I think great work, great work all around. Like, what's not to love? All right, who's next? Oh, gosh. Who do we have left? Uh, 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 Gus the Theater Cat. Gus the Theater Gus Cat. Gus the Theater Cat. Um, all right. I mean, Ian McKellen's a god, and he rocks it. He, he actually... sings this song about, like, I used to be great, and now nobody gives a shit about me anymore, so I deserve to go to the heavy side lair because uh, I'm, uh, I used to have a lot of stuff, and now I don't, which is, like, a very boomer argument. But, but if you're going to argue that one cat gets to, like, die and gets to come back and try again, I feel like it makes sense that it's, like, the oldest one that is, co- that is like, seems to have contributed to the society very well. This is, But this is, like, this is the thing. We're He's just... about to die. Let him have his his reincarnation. Because if a cat dies without going to the heavy side layer, <laughs> They just die. They just die. We talked about this. This is kind of like the Atastupa in Midsommar. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of no, like... No, that's what you think it is. For You think that everything else is a cover-up. Yeah. For, like, a Wicker Man type situation. They're trying to kill themselves. <laughs> they are so ready to no, die. No, no, but if you take that interpretation away and just take this at face value... They've built... They, they have built a chandelier that attaches to a, a balloon. A hot air balloon. A hot air balloon that takes you up into the clouds. Yeah. That then takes you to heaven where you are re- reincarnated as a new cat to get a brand new a brand new shot. Brand new life. Yeah. And uh, I think that here's the, like, so we are meant to believe that only if you go to the heavy side layer can you get another life. Yep. So it should go to the oldest cat that's, like, about to die. Because then you, you're giving everyone a shot, especially if it's every year. Grizabella's going to make it another year. We, we don't know about She's that. She's going to make it another year? I don't think Ian McKellen Cat's going to make it another year. My girl Grizabella was looking rough. It, I'm just saying Gus got robbed. Lauren, what's the one thing Jennifer Hudson has to do that no other actor in this movie has to do? Cry. And? Walk on four legs. Walk on all fours. Walk on all She's fours. not doing so well. She's the only human in this movie that walks on all fours. The other ones do very, very short periods. This movie has so many shots where you watch someone running away just like a little bit too long. Oh my God. 
Jason Derulo at the end of his number. He just finishes his big number. He's like, oh, cheese it, the fuzz. And, and he just like <laughs> runs down an alley. But the camera just kind of stays on him. Like for five seconds, it stays in a wide shot of just Jason Derulo running down an alley like a human being does. Whereas like, Jennifer Hudson, when she leaves because people are getting all up in her face, she just retreats to four legs and walks away like she's doing some sort of crazy relay race. Jennifer Hudson is always crying in this film, too. <laughs> like, she's trying so hard, but she is always crying. Like, honestly... I think Tom Hooper was just like, well, that's the thing about Grisabella. She's sad. Like, <laughs> like, no wonder no one wants to hang out with you. You're not a fun hang, Grisabella. I feel like Grisabella is the person that comes in and you're like, hey... Welcome in, Grisabella. And then she's just like, you know the energy vampires in What We Do in the Shadows? I feel like Grisabella's an energy vampire. She comes in, like, they obviously just want to have their fucking party. And she just comes in and is like, hey, did I ever tell you about the time that I had a life? And then then my life was over. And uh, I have FIV now. And feline herpes, probably. And a lot's wrong with me. This this movie? I could die at any second. And you're just like, fuck, Grisabella, we were trying to party. This musical does one thing that drives me crazy sometimes, where Grisabella sings her song about how shitty her life is now that nobody wants to touch her and no happiness. Yes. And, and Victoria Cat uh, answers her by singing this new Taylor Swift song that's about, oh, you think your life is hard? I've never known happiness. And I dance with beautiful ghosts or whatever. And she's what, like six months old? Dude, this cat could not be more than six Although, months old. Although, to be fair, Victoria begins this movie being straight up thrown in a bag into an alley. by A, a tied bag? Like, truly just thrown into an alley. But so but so she sings that song. The and only I, time we ever see a human in this film. Yeah. And then Grizabella's like, okay, fuck you, dude. I'm leaving. And then the only way that, like, Francesca Hayward can get her to come back is like, Fine, last time we sang together, you sang Memory and I sang Beautiful Ghosts again. And then the next time we meet, you're going to sing Memory and I'm going to sing Beautiful Ghosts again. But in order for me to get your attention, I guess I'll have to fucking sing Memory so that you'll listen to what I say. Yeah. And then she comes in and does her, like, big, you know, blow the roof off version of Memory. Oh, man, when it ramps up. Did we hear Memory, like, nine times in this fucking movie? Only twice. Oh my god, I felt like I heard it every day. That's how much it is in the show, too. That's so much. That is so much. Yeah, and that's like the one thing... We that, don't need that many reprises. That's the one one that Victoria sings in the actual show. She sings like the beginning of Memory. Oh, really? Yeah. Then why did they give her a new song? Because they, cause cause they wanted to win one, an Oscar. Yeah, because they wanted to win an Oscar. Because Taylor Swift wanted to do more than just sing McCavity the Mystery Cat. Well, the reason we haven't talked oh, about, let's talk about Taylor Swift's character is because she, she there, is, have a character. there is no character. She was given a song that another cat had because she wanted to sing something. But the, the character that she is is just a lackey of McCavity. She's so, just a McCavity lackey. <laughs> <laughs> and so she comes in and she she sings the song about McCavity. Well, wait, you're forgetting a crucial part of this. While scene. she's while she is dosing everyone with catnip. While she's dosing everyone with PCP catnip, and turning this entire shindig into like the season three finale of Jersey Shore. Yeah. These cats go under. This turns into the sex party in the middle of Eyes Wide Shut. Mm-hmm. These cats are trying to fuck. They try and to fuck it's a lot it is so much it's a lot and then taylor swift never does anything again 
No, she's in this movie for she's all also of six minutes, high and she heels. she's wearing high heels. The song doesn't sound very good on her. She doesn't sound good. Like Taylor Swift sounds bad. For someone who was hired because she's a famous singer, she's bad in this film. Yeah. Uh, what other what other characters are there? Old Deuteronomy. Oh, there's Judy Dench playing Judy Dench playing Old Deuteronomy, doing some truly like nonsensical stuff. Like honestly, the funniest thing in the world, the reason that that Judy Dench needed to be in this movie, is because when Judy Dench is like, "Hey yo, Jellicle cats, time to start this Jellicle ball. You guys start entertaining me," and she sends them all up on stage. She is laying in like a basin, and yes. she's laying on her side, and she's perched. Like a cat. Yeah. But it is clearly Judy Dench in a giant fur coat. Yes. And it is so funny looking. Mm-hmm. I lost my shit. Yeah. And then after her good friend Sir Ian McKellen does his song, she raises a leg. Yeah, instead of applauding. Instead of applauding, she literally goes like, meow. And like, like raises <laughs> a leg. And it's the wildest thing she I've ever sticks, seen. She sticks her leg up and I thought she was going to start just licking herself. I truly was just like, that's the next step is like, that's not even an applause. Like, that's just her being like, all right, and now I begin to lick myself because I am not amused. Every character in this movie gets really close to, like, touching heads. And, like, I've seen cats interact. That that happens sometimes. Yeah. But they always, like, almost touch heads. But what it ends up looking like, because they're too human looking, is it looks like two cousins that aren't sure if they're allowed to make out. Yeah, they do. They but like, want oh, to make oh, out. Oh, do you? Uh, we sh- I, I, I feel like I'm watching George Michael and maybe in every single scene yeah, of like, this. Oh, should I go for the cheek? Should I go? Oh, mouth. Oh, nose. I'm going for this cheek. You're going for that cheek. Oh. We almost kissed on the lips. Yeah. Wait, I mean, I'm kind of okay. No, I, no, we shouldn't. We shouldn't. We uh, shouldn't. Uh, You're my step cousin. I'll see you at Thanksgiving dinner. All right, bye. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's how every character interacts in this, and it's terrifying. Oh, Railway Cat. What's his name? I don't know his name. Scrimbleshanks. Scrimbleshanks. Oh, fuck. I actually really liked this one. Okay, this, this was ridiculous to me. I, this is honestly like... It was catchy. It was honestly kind of a jam. It's a dude doing... This, this is the section of the film that I liked the most. Uh, How I, can you divide this into sections? This of, is the same scene over and over well, again for like, two hours. There's like a, a bunch of cats introducing themselves in the street in the first act. And then they move into the little ballroom. In the second And act. introduce themselves in the second act. And then in the third act, they're also in the ballroom, but... Uh, no, oh, but that's, okay, I would say the third act is post-Deuteronomy getting kidnapped by McCavity. It's gotta be that, yeah, because lo- the lowest point of the show is Deuteronomy getting I, kidnapped. They think that, uh, I think this movie thinks that memory is the climax of this movie, and it's not. It's definitely Magical Mr. McCavity. Mistopheles. Mist- oh, my God. How am Mag- I correcting you on Magical this? Mr. Mistopheles is absolutely the climax of this film. Let's talk about it. It's the best song in the show. Yeah, this was a jam. Honestly, Magical Mr. Mistopheles is a fucking jam. And it's not just that Our it's... theater was clapping with yeah. Lee. It's not just that it's the catchiest song in the show. It's genuinely that it it's it's a scene that also goes on for like three minutes too mm-hmm. long. And it's a, just about like how this shitty like sleight of hand artist turns into a working wizard yeah. <laughs> over the course of six minutes. It's got a lot of glee. It's got discovery. Like, it's not just him being like, this is who I am. It's him, like, gaining his confidence and, like, doing something. But 
there so he does the thing where they sing the chorus and then he like waves his magic wand pencil and deuteronomy doesn't show up so then they have to hype him up again with another verse and another chorus and then he tries doing it again and then uh, nothing shows up and you think like okay third time it's gonna happen it doesn't it comes it, no. back on the fourth time yeah it's, it's the fourth time it's weird it's because like the, the, the rule of threes is everyone else hypes him up twice and then the third time it's victoria who loves him but does but why because they're boyfriend and girlfriend how I don't. I don't make the rules, Ian. But then at the end of the Jellicle night, he leaves. Ian, I do not dictate the rules of cat love. Lauren, do, the Jellicle ball happens once a year. Yes. Does that mean she's not going to see Mr. Mistopheles for a year? No, they are. They all live in the same area. But he's got a home. They all live in London. He's got somebody that puts them in these little these little They're tuxes all and top hats. out at night. Do you think that our cat sneaks I out? I actually don't. I actually don't know that he has a family. Then why doesn't he stay? What do you mean? He doesn't leave at the end. Yeah, he does. Everyone leaves at the end. No, no. Victoria and old Deuteronomy don't. They stay and they watch Grizzle, Grizzle yeah, but that Bomb doesn't mean that he's going back blow to up a in, house. A, in a hot air balloon. That doesn't they mean watch... he's going back to a house. That just might mean he's going back to his dumpster that he lives in. But I don't he know. And, but he and Victoria just spent a great night together. Wouldn't you want to hang out with Victoria and take her to Victoria breakfast? Victoria wants to have a quiet moment with Deuteronomy so that they can, like, she can officially be initiated into the Jellicle Cats. This, no, I don't know if that's true, though. No, they're going to be together. But, like, this, there's... No, no, they're going to be together. All Ian. I'm saying is it feels like Their Mr. Mistopheles is, like, he, he knows when to hold him and he knows when to fold him. And he's like, all right, you know nah. what? I don't know if I don't know if me and this Victoria girl are, um, are for the Fucking, the excuse me, don't fucking talk about Mr. Mistopheles like that. He's a good dude. At a certain point, Mr. Mistopheles starts flying and shooting shit out of a it top hat. It is fucking amazing. He enchants several <laughs> trombones to play on their own. Oh, my God, I was alive. I've never been more alive in a movie theater. We were cheering. Yeah. Truly, I felt like I, giddy. Like our entire section of the theater was gone. It was just fucking giddy. I my I did not admittedly did not watch half of this number because what? I was laughing so hard yeah. I couldn't see the screen. Yeah. Like truly, it was so funny. And then the fourth time Judy Dench shows up, and then we get our amazing key change. We get our amazing dance section. That's we get when our Francesca Hayward does the impressive dance. That's when, and then that's when you get like the cards exploding everywhere, the confetti exploding everywhere. Like everything is blowing up everywhere. Everything. He's flying. It's amazing. It's truly like. The magical Mr. Mistopheles is the is like if if we have not sold you on anything else, that's the reason to see the film. No, yeah, but this, but I don't hate it. lie, Ian. You loved it. Yes, you I loved did. No, it. I loved it, but don't I was also, tell me you didn't. No, I'm just saying though, like the Take way that lie out your mouth. The way they position his character in the movie is like Anthony Michael Hall in like a John Hughes movie, where he's kind of like the the affable, like kind nerd, of quiet yeah. nerd best friend. And so it's just kind of one of those things where it's like, I don't Which really funny, know, because this whole movie is essentially positing like, poor Mr. Mistopheles gets friend zoned so much because when she sees Rum Tum Tugger, she's like, oh man, I'm going to fuck the Rum Tum Tugger. And she wants to fuck um, um, Musket Trap, whatever his name is. Monkus Trap? Monkus Trap. Yeah, I mean, well, how can you, how could you like pull yourself out of the, in the thrall of Monkus Trap? That wild sexuality. Monkey's Trap looks like he's trying to hypnotize everyone he, he looks at. Yeah, and he's pretty successful. I was hypnotized. Uh, did we miss it, anyone? Mr. Mistopheles is a fucking dope. That's also not what he's like in the show. That's like the biggest departure from the show. 
You know, you got to take some creative license when you're dealing very, with genius. He's very, he's like a very confident character in the show. He's you know, like super cool. Yeah, but I don't he's know. He's very much a classic magician. I don't know if this show could, could hold another confident oh, cat. Oh, no, 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 no. It was definitely the right call. There's so many confident cats. Definitely the right call. Of the, of he the six minutes of listing adjectives with cats, confident cat was never one of them. Yeah, no, my favorite cat is, is Mistopheles. He's by far the best. You said your favorite cat was Gus the theater cat. Yeah, I think that Gus deserves to go to the heavy side layer, but Mistopheles is my favorite. Okay. Those are two different things. I think Gus is the most worthy, but Mistopheles is the best. Interesting. He's he's pretty cool. Um, but I actually just want to go to bat really quickly for the tap number. I think it's very strange that a cat has tap shoes on, but I did enjoy it, and I thought that it was he was very good at tap dancing, and it was fun. There is a weird part where they transition into dancing on the train tracks, and then Tom Hooper makes the very bizarre choice to pull the camera so far back while they're tap dancing that yeah. they're just little dots in the distance. It's like a mid-shot of them with London in the background. Which is like, it's one of the most frustrating things is that Tom it's Hooper... It's disturbing. Is that Tom Hooper will like, like position the camera in such weird places that you can't even see the like super impressive dance moves that are happening. Like, he'll just put you, like, just out of, like, just out of the, the angle that would be satisfying to watch the dance happening at. Yeah, much like the rest of this movie, it's, like, on the opposite side of the line from good. Yeah! You know, it's almost bad. Like, it's definitely bad. <laughs> it's, it's most definitely bad, but that doesn't mean it's not also good. Yes. You know what I mean? It's... It's, it's, it's not even so bad that it's good. It's, like... It's an it's transcendent. It's it is a nightmare wrapped in, a in fantasy. And it's, while you're watching it, I went through so many emotions. I was scared. I was <laughs> I was happy, and I spent a large portion of time wondering who let this happen. Yeah. I spent a long part of this movie thinking, what did I do? Yeah. I, I spent I a spent... long part of this movie thinking um, that no one should have to sit through this. And I, then I spent another part of this movie thinking about how I wanted everyone to see this. I think everyone deserves to see this film for themselves. I think that there is a there is a version of you before you've seen Cats and a version of you after you've seen Cats. And I prefer the person that I am after seeing Cats, personally. Yeah. I prefer this version of myself. I feel more enlightened. I feel happier and freer. Um... And I, I just, I feel like I've seen something truly unique in the world. Uh, and I, I truly loved every second of it. Um, I, I was terrified at moments. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, there were times when I had to turn around in my seat and, and bury my face in, in the upholstery. Um, namely, at the very, very end, because we're, we're nearing the end. This is going to be a shorter episode than usual. Cause yeah. We're, we're, we, we, you know, we know what we, we want to talk about. Very um, few movies can blend the incredible technical skills of Fred Astaire yeah. and Ginger Rogers and also the incredible thematic elements of The Wicker Man. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, and then at the end of the film, the I think truly the most horrifying part of this film is at the end when they're all out in the square and they are saying goodbye to Grizabella as she flies up. When they sacrifice when they, her when to they, the heavens. When they sacrifice her to the heavens. Um, and then so that Deuteronomy can get another year of life. Yeah, and then Deuteronomy, Judy Dench, turns directly into the camera and begins talking to us about how to treat our cats for about... Like four minutes. Four minutes. 
including multiple times where you think it's over because everyone else starts starts singing. And then she'll turn back to the camera and you realize it's not done. And it's one of those ridiculous things where every time you think you're you're free. And then she's back and she's still looking at us and I can't look back at her because she's looking at me. This monstrosity is looking at me. It's weird because it's shot exactly the same as the finale from Les Mis, which he also directed. It does. It looks so much like <clears throat> Les Mis. It's like Les Mis, but, it, but, but it's, it's like, like, this time it's in London. And also there's only 12. Like, <laughs> instead of like filling the barricade, there's only 12 people. Um, but yeah, there's one other time where someone looks directly at the camera and it's James Corden. Who's the first person that gets to say the word cats? And he just looks directly into the camera when he says it. And it's a way, the line reading, which is kind of great, is literally just like, this is happening. Mm -hmm. You're seeing us in cat makeup with DFT digital fur technology. <laughs> and... You I, paid for this, you suckers. I spent Merry so, fucking Christmas. so much of this film crossing my paws and praying, praying, praying for a cast commentary reel for this. I, I, or for, for a documentary, a making of documentary. I would have never wanted to know what happened behind the scenes more than watching this film. For, for a, a full year... I told myself, if there was any movie I could watch before digital effects were added into it, it would be uh, last year's Venom. Mm. Just because mm. I want to see Tom Hardy talking to himself without any digital effects. Yeah. I just think it'd be great. That has since been usurped by oh, this. Absolutely. Which I would a billion percent rather see. I don't care if it's just green screens. I don't care if it's real made sets. I don't care if it's people in unitards with the little dots on them because they're going to put the digital fur technology on later. I just want to see that movie because I feel like it would be better than this. Yeah. I feel like it would at least be different and it would be equally entertaining. There are also so many moments when songs happen and the harmony just comes out way too strong. Yeah. It's like... It's mixed it's like, really it, weirdly. It's like when Jennifer Hudson starts belting memory, and it's like, it is wildly different in volume and mix than the rest of the song. Yeah. Like, it is so much louder than everything else, and it's just because it's mixed that way, not because that's how what she's doing with her voice, which is very jarring. Yeah, it's bizarre. So, Lauren, when are you going to go see Cats again? I'm going to go see it with my dad when I go home for break. Are you serious? I'm absolutely serious. Wow. Yeah, no, I'm, we're definitely seeing it. I'm seeing it again. I can't wait to hear your thoughts I on I may be this. seeing it on Christmas. I'm not going to lie to you. Godspeed. Yeah. Godspeed. I may, a hot take, I may see this again before I see, this, see Rise of Skywalker again. And that's the most spoilery take you'll get from this episode as to why we're not doing an episode on the Rise of Skywalker. Well, the reason we're not doing an episode on Rise of Skywalker is we need just a little more time to process. Yeah, this is uh, maybe unofficial announcement. We may end up not doing a spoiler alert on Rise of Skywalker. Um, we're, we're all still processing that movie a great deal. Uh, and and that's that's where we're at with it. So full disclosure, that's where we're at. I think a lot know. of people are finding themselves processing it a lot and going through some some stages of, of processing. Yeah, you know? And so maybe we'll talk about it eventually. I just don't think it's going to end up in the form of an episode. No. So instead you got cats. <laughs> All right, folks. 
Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Not Another Film Podcast. Please make sure to check us out on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud. You, you can find us on Instagram at, at film, uh, and Twitter at, at film another, Instagram at Not Another Film Podcast, Facebook at, at another, Not Another Film Podcast. Email us at notanotherfilmpodcast at gmail.com and let us know what movies you want us to do. We're going to have a best of the year episode coming soon, and then we're back on our shit. Also, Lauren, we get to do our award show soon. Ah! The Naughties are going to come back Ooh, where we give out completely meaningless awards to movies and scenes that we found to be hilariously silly or fucking amazing. Who knows? We may talk about cats we again. We may end up talking about cats again. Thank you so much for listening, folks. Until then, stay jellical. McCavity! <laughs>